Hey, I'm Mark Murray. I'm Neiman Frank. And welcome to Behind the Wall. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about male sexual promiscuity. Is it a show of manhood or is it just taboo? <laughs> the heat is already being turned up behind the wall. Well, this is going to be very interesting, I must say. But I have my own conclusion about this topic, since I don't think we're all alone when it comes to this kind of social crime. Like, this is a topic that's very ticklish for you. I can't wait to hear what Mr. Social Crime Chief got to say about this. Why I gotta be the crime chief? Look, let the games begin. So, Mark, as men, do you think we're born promiscuous? My honest answer to that question is no. I don't think men are born promiscuous or... A matter of fact, anyone is born promiscuous. If you ask me, men over time learn how to be promiscuous. And sometimes this can be because of society. So you're saying that it's like culture, something like nature versus nurture? Exactly. Because we, we assume roles when we're born, gender roles. So a man supposed to be like this or a woman supposed to be like that. And in my view, women are seeing more of in the light of sexual purity, you're supposed to be a virgin when you marry and you're supposed to be dependent on your husband, AKA being the homemaker. Whereas a man, he's supposed to be the provider and he can do whatever he wants or whoever in this case. So therefore, from what I'm, from what I'm hearing that you're saying is that the idea of male sexual promiscuity, uh, is more based on gender roles rather than nature. Yeah, because of how society views the man. And you know what's funny? In my, in my own family, my dad has 12 children. You hear me? 12 children. I am the 12th child. And I am the only one between my mother and my father. My mother has seven children. Well, me and blame me. They said cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen, right? And, you know, my dad always said he wanted a cricket tea. And if a woman, if it was a woman that said, I want a cricket team, you know, people would look at her as, well, she's a hoe, you know, as opposed yeah. to the man was like, oh, he's the man. He get 12 children with six, seven baby mothers. Because based on where you're growing up and the culture you're exposed to, that, I think, in a sense, would would more or less play a part in how promiscuous you are as an individual. So this brings me to the question, why do men cheat versus why do women cheat? Who you feel is better at the game? Listen, for you to ask me that question, I feel like you are set me up. But I will I will answer this question like a true politician. Um <laughs> Who's better at the game? I'd say both parties are guilty because I think a man, he cheats not for anything of quality because he's going to stay loyal to whoever is, is his main partner in his life. He's not going to divorce the wife. So the side chick, he can keep telling she, listen, I'm a lever, I'm a lever, but he never leaves. History has shown us this. A lot of men don't leave the wives for no side chick. Very rarely it happens. And... When it comes to women, they cheat 
for a purpose and a reason. They're going to make sure they're going to get that car, they're going to get that house, or they're going to get that child support for 18 years and you don't even know that the child is not yours. So I think they're a little bit more creative and they, they're, they're good at hiding their feelings. Men are emotional. It's something that we don't really want to admit if you ask me. Hmm. So you're basically saying women are better than cheating game. Let them I, play. I oh. never call no name. I just say what I say. I definitely agree with you. Um, women are deeply emotional beings. Um, and for a woman to cheat, um, they, it's planned ahead of time. That's number one. And it's, they're, they're deeply strategized about it. Mm. Um, and you can't find them out like the Yep. We're at, they're a little bit more cunning, to be honest. Yeah. Men, now, that's a word, cunning. Men are sloppy. <laughs> they're very sloppy, and some men are very bold about what they're doing. While others, if they get catch, they're going to say, eh, it don't happen, it don't happen. And there are others, <laughs> you would never know that they're doing some stuff unless you have evidence then admit it if you can't prove it i didn't do it um so yeah that's where we're at but in all seriousness is like um well while this is something very topical and i think it will continue to be topical throughout human existence on this planet earth that we call home i think people should more or less start to reflect on who they are and who they would like to be in society. Because, I mean, rules in society, it's there to shape and to help mold you into somebody of quote-unquote upstanding status, you know? But sometimes we need to think for ourselves and, and, and look into the bigger picture. Is this something that fits my character, my persona? Is it something I want to be associated with me? And even if you find yourself being quote-unquote promiscuous, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're making bad choices and it's something you should reevaluate. You don't necessarily should be hating on yourself because self-hate is something very serious and a lot of us are guilty of it. And I know you like to say it takes two to tango. So... Most times, if, if if you find yourself in a position like that, you got to tell yourself you didn't do it alone. You had to get some kind of encouragement from the other person. So it's 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 an open debate, in my view. And to add to what you've just said, Mark, I also believe that we need to be responsible in, in how we judge others who we may, quote unquote, see as being promiscuous. We need to know sometimes what is the story behind that person's poor choice as you said it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't make them a bad person like you said and because it doesn't make them a bad person it just shows that it's a poor choice and so we have to be careful how we judge people how we label people how we gossip about those who are quote-unquote promiscuous because Indeed. we don't know what is the underlying situation that caused that person to make those poor choices we we can basically try to see how we can cause people to reevaluate those poor choices mm-hmm. so as to make better choices, helping them to see the error of their ways rather than going around and gossiping about that person as being promiscuous. Oh, you know, exactly. she's got two, three women, she got two, three men. What is it that we can do as a society to help that person to see the error of their ways so that they can, in turn, make better choices? I agree. I, I totally agree with that. It's all about helping each other. And I think that's something we have lost as humans. 
we have lost that side of us. Nobody is no longer kind anymore. People are excited with the negative. They're more joyful about negative stuff rather than something positive or to help somebody to change their ways or to see them through a situation or a phase, you know? So, Neyman, tell me, do you still think that men are naturally promiscuous? Why? I never said men were naturally promiscuous to begin with, you know. But to answer your question, I definitely think that as it relates to nature versus nurture, it's not within men's nature to be promiscuous. I think it definitely depends on the social class that you were raised in, factors such as culture, um, gender roles. Um, all these things play into the picture because if you grew up seeing uh, you know, your father or men in your community with various women, it's you're going to think that that's the, 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 the way to go, the natural way to go, but that's really nurture playing itself out um, in that situation. Great. And this leads us to our next topic on behind the wall. Should a man marry a woman earning more than him? Mm, that's interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see what comes out of that discussion. Until next time, I'm Mark Murray. And I'm Naaman Frank. And this is Behind the Wall. Goodbye.